Welcome to Highway to Well, a new podcast at the intersection of wellness and business. Hosted by Erica Huss and Zoe Sekoudis, founders of the iconic juice brand Blueprint that sparked a multi-billion dollar category. Hear their candid conversations and tales from the trenches as they swap stories with wellness experts and entrepreneurs. How they got their start, how they turned their ailments into ideas, and what they've learned along the way in sickness and in wealth. And now, here's Zoe and Erica. Zoe. Yeah. We just had a cool conversation with Paige. And what did you learn? Okay. I learned that my body is a super highway. <laughs> this is another John Mayer song. <laughs> That's a B-side. And, <laughs> and that an acupuncturist is the traffic controller of that super highway. So and what is, is the traffic? The traffic is the chi. Do they really pass? listening. That's oh, awesome. Well. Um, and so she is going to make sure that there's no traffic jams, right? Chi jams, construction zones, the like. And she did a great job explaining how that works. It's confusing. Chi is not tangible, and that's always tripped me up. What did you learn, Erica? What I learned was that not only do people benefit from acupuncture if they have issues like anxiety and stress and all those things that you know you stick a needle in and just kind of like chill the f out for a little while. But digestive health definitely benefits from it, which I have learned myself from Paige. And infertility is just this like great sort of wide open place that people are still, it's still a little taboo and it shouldn't be. And I think that you, among many, have benefited from acupuncture in your fertility issues. And not only that, but men play a part in that. So, Yes. And as, as it turns out, my fertility issues were like 99.9% in my head. <laughs> so a few needles. Chill out, get rid of some anxiety. Well, right. Poof. By whatever means necessary. Two babies. Nope. You know, I'm not going to promise anything. (laughs) But acupuncture is not just for women who are struggling with infertility. As Paige points out, it is also for men. Yep. So men, do not fear. It is just the dip of the needle. But stop eating Cheetos for breakfast because it's messing with your chi. Yeah. Toe. All right. Let's listen to Paige (laughs) tell us more. We are... Very pleased to have you here. Um, We would like to introduce Paige Barasa, licensed acupuncturist, Chinese herbologist, and founder of Shen Medicine. Thank you for having me. So happy to see you. Coming. Yay! First and foremost, I would like to say that my own experience with acupuncture has been a very traumatic road. Yeah. And um, (laughs) the very first person in whose office I have not fainted is yours. That's true. Um, So uh, I am definitely here to say that (laughs) it can be done and that it was your gentle touch and whole approach that actually made me more of a believer because every other time I fell down on the floor. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, and and just to kind of like do a throwback to that moment too, like Erica and I met, um, I think while having some sort of like mint julep in, in New Orleans and she was like, acupuncture doesn't work for me. Like I just pass out like I can. I'm like, there's, you know, a zillion different ways to do it and you can be really gentle and there are Japanese techniques that are very light touch. And so after a little bit, she was like, okay, fine, I'll do it but I'm going to pass out. Like, I just want you to know. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. So when you came in, I may have seemed like really cool and calm and like grounded, but I'm like, she's going to pass out. She's going to pass out. Like the whole time, like my armpits like, are sweating. I, I have insurance, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, sign here. Oh, you missed the signature on page four. You missed that one. 
You're like, in, at our practice, we wear a helmet. Yeah, yeah. special. Yeah. We put you in the pillow room, and we just happen to be next door to the paramedics. Yeah. So it works out really well. Totally. So it was awesome. It was awesome. And Zoe, by her own account, had had multiple acupuncture experiences prior to that. So you were... Oh, yeah. I yeah. go, me, acupuncture, and me, we go Happy. back. I learned through acupuncture that I have a very high threshold for pain. Yeah. I learned that through you coming in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, another woman. So when I was pregnant, when I was like two weeks overdue and like, please, God, like, I get do not problem. induce me. Let's just find a different way to make this happen. I was having acupuncture every yeah. day and this woman would come to my house and she went deep and she was mm-hmm. like, you have the highest threshold for pain. She's like, people would normally flinch like when I'm putting the, you know, halfway yeah. and I'm put going like twice as deep. No, wow. I, I know. Muscles yeah. on that. When, I, yeah, I thought you, really, I was like, well, fucking it, awesome. bo- it did bode well for labor because I have a high thirst. I can do this. Did you do natural t- childbirth? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> right, right, right through the vagina. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, shit. you know, I mean, I like, I'm actually got in. Natural, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's how I got into this mess. I meant that's how the baby got in. Oh, but okay. right. <laughs> right through the vagina. <laughs> well, I, um, yes, it was a long, actually, it was a very quick labor, very quick. Oh, my God. Uh, it just took forever to, to get go into labor. Mm-hmm. But I do credit acupuncture for finally like pushing yeah. me over the over the hump. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, we see a bunch of different stages of pregnancy um, in the clinic, and everything from you know infertility and helping people, and women and men actually like boost their fertility and balance out cycles. And men too. That's really yeah. Wait, I want to get to that. But okay, first okay. and foremost, yeah. we want to hear your story. It doesn't okay. have to be you know your whole life story, but yeah, your road to wellness, how you kind of fell into this, and 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 sort of how you got where you are with Shen Medicine, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, I feel like nothing is going to be as impressive as Zoe having natural childbirth, <laughs> but I'll try and follow that up with my <laughs> my origin story. <laughs> um, but I grew up in Vancouver, Canada. And so for those who don't know it or haven't That's been, why you're so nice. Yeah. You're oh, geez. Hey, yeah, I'm Canadian, eh? <laughs> um, but I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, and it is about a 50% Asian um, population in Vancouver. So you're kind of just inundated and um, due to my mother's very creative of moving around and not checking into school zoning, I actually got thrown into an all Asian high school. <laughs> yeah, in wow. eighth grade. Yeah, so I was one of like, like immersion, like speaking, or like everybody had just come over from Hong Kong because it was that ninety four through ninety six Mao takeover of Hong Kong. So the communism was coming into Hong Kong. The money had to leave, so everybody was rerouting to the Pacific Northwest and and. Anybody with like a lot of wealth in in China was kind of coming over to Vancouver, setting up a house, setting up their family just in case they didn't know what was going to happen. So in the 90s, you just saw a huge influx of Chinese from Hong Kong come over and, you know, everybody's bringing their family. So there was one school that I mean, I don't think it was an officially a Chinese school, but it was just in a district that everybody kind of moved into. And I was like one of five white kids. And so like, you know, here I come down and people are like, you don't understand racism. And I'm like, I got sticky buns thrown. <laughs> at me and screamed at in Cantonese. Like, I know all the swear words. It happened. So through that, I kind of had all Asian best friends. And and one of my best friends when I was 13 through 16, her name is Jen. And she lived in a house with all of her siblings, cousins, nephews, aunts, uncles, and like grandparents and great grandparents. Mm -hmm. So it was a kind of influential time in my life because I was watching, um, I was watching her 
great-grandparents, you know, come down for soup. And then I had, like, aunts and uncles dying of, like, you know, autoimmune diseases and cancer and stuff at 40. Right. So that's kind of where that took over. And I was like, you know, like, where is the secret to longevity in this household? Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Maybe there is something to pig feet. Let's eat this. So I think that's where it really took off. And then I did psychology, um, wanted to be a psychologist, but really wanted to take people's pain away. So after doing psychology and a holistic nutrition program, I jumped into my master's of science of traditional oriental medicine. And that was like the big, the big chunk of, of schooling. So I did that for four years in San Diego, learned all the magic and then, um, uprooted and came here. And so you, were you, when you were in school, were you kind of, again, was it this sort of the same ratio like you had had in in your high school experience or was it really kind of a vast, diverse? Actually, it wasn't. It was all like, it was San Diego. So it's, you know, Southern California. So it's like mainly majority, I think women anywhere from 25 to kind of 50 that are like, you know, gone through their office job and were like, there's something more to life and like kind of were rebirthed. I was one of the only people I think that had from the get-go been into alternative right. medicine. It wasn't like a second yeah, career. It wasn't, right. Yeah, it wasn't an epiphany. It was, okay, there's something to this. So that's a lot of schooling. I mean, how many years so and how much training and all? I can tell you in student loan numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> too much. Um, but it's about 10 years overall. Wow. Probably should have gone into dentistry, a lot more money there. But it's awesome and it's fun and it's magic. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that somebody can come in like hobbling over and have back pain and then leave 45 minutes later. And, you know, you do a point under their nose and they're standing up straight. I mean, it's... It is a bizarre thing, right? When you just try and think about... I remember I still can't actually define what acupuncture is. Like this is... It's it's very difficult to describe, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, definitely. it's hard to grasp as well, even if you do a great job explaining it. Yeah. Because um, I still struggle with it. The kind of real quick overview that I give is it's all based on chi, basically. So like chi is a vital life force. It's something that's intangible. We can't touch it and like bottle it, sell it to people or like give it between us. But it's our life force that basically is, you know, the difference between seeing a corpse and then seeing a person who's alive. There's a soul there, but it's not just soul, it's energy. The bioscience world likes to call chi mitochondria. I I don't like limiting it that much because you can't, like, I can't put my mitochondria into you if you're tired. (laughs) Whereas with chi, if you're tired, I can do energy work with chi Mm -hmm. and like transfer chi. So basically you have chi running through your body, you have blood running through your body and it's running through all these organs. And then um, acupuncture works on the 12 meridians. So you have meridians, which are kind of like super highways. So if you think of it like highways going up and down all across and over your body, and then there's a couple going kind of around in circles and each highway loops into one another. So the way that acupuncture works is if you think of kind of like a stagnation, if you have eaten a Thanksgiving meal and like you're really stuffed and things are moving really slowly in the kind of the stomach channel, then what you would want to do with acupuncture is think of it like a traffic jam. There's just kind of like a holdup of energy. So what you're doing with acupuncture is acting on those meridians and going to certain points, almost like rest stops on on highways to alleviate that stagnation, opening up different routes for that stagnation to kind of pass through. That's like one example of something that's like stagnant. There's also a ton of that are like if you don't have enough chi. So you're like the traffic controller for the highway to well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, nice. Page on traffic control. (laughs) Um, But so basically the principle is by creating kind of a 
pressure or a pain point, for lack of a better word, but it's not about pain, yeah. but creating that sort of... It's a signal. It's Okay. Yeah. So with the needle, that creates a signal and yeah. then it kind of opens up the traffic flow totally. like a stoplight. Or directs. Like it can, you know, it can open up traffic flow. It can invite chi where there's like not enough of chi, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and it can direct chi. For example, if you have like nausea or heartburn, that's things moving up, right? You're like... Mm-hmm. When things should be moving down. Mm-hmm. So then we're just putting a couple acupuncture points in meridians that we know run through the abdomen to kind of settle things back mm-hmm. down. And that's like a, a good example of like counter flow chi. Yeah. So it's, it's like a, directing. You're yeah. doing your own orchestra. Yeah. That's a good, that's that. Does that clear it up a I can see it. You yeah. Know, and it's a funny because like, you know, you think, well, how do people know that chi is there? Like you can't see it. You can't touch it. Actually, I heard a very good example. So this acupuncturist once told me that the way she got into acupuncture mm-hmm. was by observing. So she was like maybe going to go into pre-med and then she had to do sort of something with animals. I don't know. So she went to a farm. This is like decades ago. And they were practicing um, acupuncture on the animals in yeah. the farm. And so she was, wait a minute, what the hell is going on here? This horse is not tranquilized. Yeah. There's no medication. Like it's just chilling out with needles in it. Because it's got a bum knee, it's not freaking out, whatever, and they're treating this, you yeah. know, horse with needles. And then it just got up and like all these animals are being cured by mm-hmm. acupuncture. So she was just like, Okay, it's not placebo, you right. know? Like right. you're actually seeing yeah. the results. So yeah. it was like very it became very like real to her. Definitely. Um and so such that example just really sticks with me. Yeah. Like, yes, animals. You did it placebo. on your dog, right? Yeah. So my dog <laughs> my dog had an, a little accident about three years ago and she herniated her L1, L2, and then had to... like, on the carpet for a minute. (laughs) Oh, no. No, like a real accident. Like a physical accident. Yeah, she didn't just pee. Um, (laughs) No, she had a real accident, so they went in and did a discectomy, and so they took, like, two of the discs out, and they were like, she's never going to walk again. She won't have use of her hind limbs, blah, blah, blah. You know, and then they were like, do you you even want us to do this, or should we just put her down? And I was like, look, (laughs) I see people going in and out of spinal surgery all the time. Why don't you do your job, and I'll do mine? So they went in took the disc, like did a discectomy, managed inflammation, bleeding, and then gave her back to me like four days later. And we just started to do acupuncture and we did like stim and a bunch of water therapy. And now she like, she walks like a drunken white girl. I mean, she's definitely like, (laughs) when she walks around the kitchen, I'm like, Becky, Becky. But like, this was a dog. They were like, okay, let's put her down. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's cool. So speaking of the magic that you were referring to earlier, I know that infertility is definitely something that it's obviously a huge topic, a huge question, a challenge so many women face. A lot of them not even really comfortable talking about it a lot of the time. I think there's still an element of I'm the only one going through this. And acupuncture uh, has obviously in time and again proven to be super effective. And hopefully you can share with us some of your thoughts and experiences with that. So one of the reasons that we kind of did the transition and rebrand from um, the original practice, which was just kind of me into Shen Medicine, was that I wanted to develop sort of a specialty in fertility. And Every acupuncturist can kind of do a little bit of fertility, but, um, you know, hiring people and having colleagues and having more of a team that specializes in knowing, like, where you are week to week in your cycle really kind of enhances your chances of getting pregnant. But also with acupuncture and herbs, there's such a one-two punch that can address so many things with infertility. And, and I think most of I think most of the Western world just kind of, like you said, just like skirts it under the, the rug. And if you haven't gotten pregnant in the first month, then um, like kind of shame on you if you haven't gotten pregnant in like four months and, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And, you know, six months, there must be something really wrong with you as a woman. A lot of times that's just not the case. I think that a lot of things that 
the OBGYNs or the doctors are, are failing to tell us is that, you know, if you've been off of birth control for, you know, five plus years, it's going to take you at least like four to six months to get things regulated. It's not going to be, and everybody hears the stories of like, I got off birth control and the next month I was pregnant, but that's not the majority. The majority is it takes a while for your cycle to come back. And basically birth control um, has given your body a, a a signal to not have children for however many years. So you need to get your body back into the 20 to 35 day cycle and have a regular period. And that's, that's so much of what infertility is. And I think that when women mentally jump from, I haven't had, I haven't been able to get pregnant in three months to like something is really wrong with me as a woman. That's where acupuncture really thrives and is and shines because a lot of the infertility struggle is the mental ability to kind of like let go, like know that, you know, you're going to come in here, we're going to treat you for a couple months, we're going to get your cycle regulated, but also there's nothing wrong with you. Right. Like you don't have to look at the chart. So it's that kind scared. of paralyzing anxiety that it you're is. trying oh my to God. unlock. I totally had the paralyzing anxiety the first time I had, I conceived. I like, we're like, okay, we're going to try. And then we tried and I was like, wait a minute, why isn't this happening yeah. immediately? Cause I'm healthy. Damn exactly. it. And then I freaked out and I ran to the doctor and I was like, what's wrong with me? You know, they kind of like push some buttons and tweak some things. I kind of signed up for some stuff. And then at the end of like six months of doing a lot of different random stuff, not like IVF, but like, right. you know, smaller things. It was actually making it worse mentally for yeah. me because I was like putting so much focus and pressure on it you that I was fixated. just like psyching myself out. And even that, even my doctor was like, you just, there's nothing wrong here. Like, yeah, yeah. just, you know what, let's just, just chill out for a second. And then I was like, okay. I'm going to go off into the woods and mate like an animal. Yeah. <laughs> and like, literally, I did that and a month later, later, I was pregnant. It's like once I mentally was just like, oh, right, there's nothing wrong here, Zoe. Just calm down. Yeah. Um, because I do have a tendency to just like immediately start diagnosing. And not to say that some people don't have real issues, obviously. And no, it's not for just sure. like all in your head. Absolutely. Um, but for me, it definitely was. But what I, yeah, absolutely. But what I want the majority of women to kind of focus on is like starting to think more like, right after they get off the pill, like, my body's going to come back to me. We're going to get in balance. This is going to be okay. Instead of that, jumping to that paralyzing fear. If you go to the doctor and it ends up that something is a little bit off, yeah, absolutely. We're going to work with that and we're going to tweak things and, like, make sure that the doctor and, and your acupuncture treatments are on the same page. But because it, we're in such, like, a fear-based society, just, like, having that trigger, oh, my God, there's something wrong, I think it's really important to have like meditation and certain you know, and acupuncture and certain like energy practices that do just calm your mind because then you know it's cortisol levels and that's like how you get oh, pregnant yeah. and then yeah. this, and it just goes to show and the second time around I was I got this like yeah. there's no problem we got some here. time and it yeah. literally was like okay let's try again and it was the first attempt I was like oh shit mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I, had totally. thought I, I thought I had another year but <laughs> but I think a lot of that was mental too yeah absolutely so it's cool I think the acupuncture would work on a physiology standpoint with regulating the blood and the cycles and the hormones, but then also like so much of it is working with where you are mentally and just kind of preparing yourself and stuff like that. So, and you work with men too on fertility. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. And because another thing, you know, in society is like, what's wrong with you? You're, you're the woman. Right. What's wrong with you? Right. But like, you know, if you're doing everything you can over there and like your partner's been smoking weed, you know, three times a day since college and <laughs> eats Cheetos for breakfast, you know, we need to tonify his chi too. And you make sure that you know, his sperm are working and, you know, everything's balanced there because it is, it does take two to tango. 
Chinese medicine, acupuncture, there's still a lot of confusion and a lot of kind of mystery around what it is, what it isn't, what it does, et cetera. I think something that's really cool and exciting about Shen Medicine and your brand and you is that you really are driven to bringing it to a Western mentality and really creating that accessibility, um, which, you know, there's there's mystery around a lot of things. And I think there are good businesses and brands out there that are trying to kind of demystify. But that being said, there is still some like hocus pocus out there, yeah. like under the Chinese medicine, like you see that stuff as seen on TV and the foot patches and the weird stuff in Chinatown and the herb right. stores. Like, where's the dividing line between what is legitimately real Chinese medicine that you practice yeah. and some of this kind of snake oil that people sort of buy into because it was, there's like this, I, I don't know, there's like some quacks out there. Yeah. And I feel like we need to understand the difference between what you do and what they do. Okay. So, you know, at Shen Medicine, we stick pretty much to the L elements of traditional Chinese medicine, which is acupuncture, Chinese herbal medicine, gua sha, cupping, and nutritional therapy. The patches and stuff, I mean, it kind of depends on which patches. I've seen some that like seep toxins out of your feet. Allegedly. Yeah. Like I don't really know much about those, but like Chinese medicine has these awesome patches of um, different liniments that like Kung Fu guys have used forever. You know, you put those on your low back and they're amazing. Other snake oil. I mean, there's a couple, I think there are a couple products that like put pressure on certain points Mm -hmm. for nausea and then for hip pain. I think those are great, but again, you have to make sure that those points are on the right acupressure points so you're not going to get any relief. But as far as what we do day to day is just like we take the purest forms of the ancient medicine and like you said, make them accessible to the masses. You know, um, There's a billion things that go on from a Chinese medicine perspective from the minute you have food in your mouth to the minute it exits your anus. So, you know, like you can go through that and I can tell you all of the different ways that organs communicate. But, you know, at the end of the day, like watered down really what it is, is like eat great food that's good quality and has a bunch of nutrients in it. Chinese medicine is a huge fan of doing the color colors on your plate. Mm-hmm. So making sure that you have, you know, white and green and red and, and all of the different colors in, in the rainbow on your plate. We are obsessed with warm food. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if anybody, I mean, if anybody's seen I've been it. salad shamed in your office I more than know. once. I know. <laughs> Listen, you're salad talking to uh, you're talking to a former raw foodist. So, oh man. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, former. you. Oh man, <laughs> recovering." No, it's honestly it de- it depends on the person. Like I never like to say even with the functional medicine nutrition that we do, like, I'm never going to say like you need to do paleo, you need to do vegan, you need to do this. It's really it depends on the person, their constitution, their body. You know, I have athletes that come in that have like crazy strong digestion they want to throw down a salad and a smoothie like i'm not do it like it's not causing you any adverse reactions or any symptomatology so like knock your socks off yeah but like if you're chronically tired and bloated and anemic well yeah i think we should throw a little bone broth at you instead i have to say i had the like most so i'm still vegetarian i eat fish okay which technically means that I do eat meat, but yeah. I realize I eat fish. I don't eat anything else. It's funny because I was always very anemic as a child. Mm. But when I was pregnant, right after I gave birth, I had this like amazing doula and she came with like all this bone broth. Yeah. And I was like, I don't eat the meat, man, but I'll try. And she's like, no, I'm going to make it so delicious. And I'm going to like mask any meat flavor. Yeah. I chugged that shit down. Yeah. I no, was just so like, nourishing. My body was experience. like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, needed it. Especially. And so, yeah. yeah. And so now if I find the right brand of, because some of them do actually, I've tried some where I actually gagged because it yeah. was like beef a carcass. Yeah. 
But I can't do beef. Bone broth is like this new thing for me where I'm like, I feel like it feels really You actually good. do feel yeah. a difference. No, yeah. It's totally true. Yeah. And that's in Chinese medicine from, from a nutritional perspective. That's all about nourishing your blood, nourishing mm. your bones, nourishing your kidneys. And yeah. our kidneys are actually our like savings account of chi in our body. So our kidneys are these like magical little organs in our back that store all of our chi from the moment that we were born. And so they kind of like are our savings again. So we'll go through chi that we're eating and producing through food. So you eat something and then you have energy to carry on your day. If we go through longstanding chronic stress or an illness, or there's something that wears us out over time, the kidneys get worn out and get weaker and weaker and weaker. And then we experience things like night sweats and back pain and like listlessness, you know, when you see listlessness is like when you see somebody and they just kind of have like this kind of complexion instead of like this strong kind of, no, nobody can see that but you guys. So it was just, I hope I'll you guys describe got it, it. My voice. It was a little bit of <laughs> resting bitchy face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like listlessness. Yeah. Like tired bitchy face. Yeah. yeah tired, tired bitchy face. Bitchy face. That's like a horrible end of face. fashion week, fashion <laughs> totally, intern bitchy yeah, face like is what I've it is. I've walked so many. Oh my God. To get another frappuccino. My voice rise, like exhausted. <laughs> right. Yeah. Those are tired kidneys yeah. is bitchy face okay so i'm, a I'm glad there's like a root cause there you for go it. Now we yeah. know what causes it <laughs> i thought i was just a bitch there's a bank in me there's a highway in me mm-hmm. there's yeah there's so much like trade and, and there's a traffic controller yeah. that is ready and to jump in with a, a needle <laughs> could i just ask one question yeah what is it when you go to an acupuncturist and the first thing they say is let me look under your tongue yep What's, yep. that, what's going on under there? So we have a couple different diagnostic tools. So pulse is one of them. Facial diagnosis is another. And then like listening, smelling, hearing, tasting, all of that stuff is another. But the tongue is a really cool diagnostic tool for us because if you think about it, it's the only internal part of you that you can see without peeling back the skin. So it's giving us an an inside look at like how hydrated you are, how well your blood is moving, how well you're digesting, like where the phlegm is in your body, if you're too cold, if you're too hot. Like it's basically the equivalent of if you opened you up and kind of took took a little look around your organs. Instead of doing that, because that would be archaic and I'd never have a repeat patient ever, we're looking at your tongue and getting all of this information. So it's it's one of the quickest and most effective diagnostic tools. All right. Yeah. So how are we doing? Well, it's so dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Because I always feel shame when I lift up my tongue. No. I'm like, no, no, don't look don't. under no, there. No, no, no. And, and we're supposed to be we're supposed to be taught for like four years through through school to, you know, to have a poker face, even though I'm so bad at that. Most of the time I'm like, all right, all right. And then if it's really bad, I'm always like, wow. Okay, wait, what does it mean when it's really bad? Okay, so there was a, a stint like a couple of years ago where I had a bunch of people that came to me after Burning Man, all right? So like <laughs> I had one burner and then I like, you know, balanced them out and like got them to sleep again after Burning Man. And then the next year, all of a sudden I had like 10 burners, okay? So like your tongue after Burning Man is one of those that I'm like pulling back a little bit and going like, whoa, congratulations, how did you do that in a week? So it's, you know, just telling me there's like a lot of fire, there's a lot of stagnation, there's a lot of deficiency. You, know, you probably haven't eaten too much. So there's just a lot of imbalance there that have, that's occurred very quickly. Sleep, you're looking at like sleep, digestion, yeah. energy, all that stuff. You could see it all. Just like yeah, right like on. how the blood's moving. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously these are tools and tricks, but it's a really, I mean, it's an incredibly the first, at least the first session is is lengthy and yeah. you do really a tremendous amount of intake, which I appreciate because yeah. it really does feel like somebody is being really treated 
actually holistically. And it's not just about, you know, what your problem is, but also your history and what you eat and, you know, how you're sleeping and what your sex life and all of these things that factor in. Mm -hmm. But if you could distill like one thing for somebody who's listening right now, like what is one thing they could do to just improve from your standpoint to like feel better, to improve their chi. Yeah. To to improve improve their their chi. Like right now. Yeah. Like you said, the initial intake is super lengthy and we ask a bunch of questions. And I, I think I would say solidly, and and the other thing that I want to add to the initial intake, which I which is my actually favorite part of doing it, is listening for what people don't tell me. Mm-hmm. So like waiting for kind of that pause between how much you drink a week. No, yeah, <laughs> that that especially. Look, that is always going to be a lie point. <laughs> the drinking and drugs question. I'm like, just we're cool, okay? Like, Let me just look away. Yeah, by the fifth session, they're like, I smoke weed every yeah. night. I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. But yeah, the listening for what people don't want to say initially is like so important, and I, that's kind of like my favorite part of cultivating a relationship or connection with that person. But something that I would say cro- like across the board in all my years of practice, I've probably had five people, maybe not even say that they're satisfied with their sleep. It's mm-hmm. just literally San Diego or New York, doesn't matter where, like no not many sleeps. people. Yeah. Not many people are like, yeah, I, you know, I hit the bed, I hit the pillow at 10 and I get up at, you know, six, seven, I don't toss and turn. I don't mm-hmm. pee in the middle of the night. I Good for you. I'm, huh? I'm, I'm blown away. Good. Yeah. Or they're lying. Yeah, they're lying. Exactly. Oh, Stick out your tongue and tell <laughs> yeah, me again. Like, exactly. Let me feel, feel your pulse. So I would say, you know, across the board, I would say sleep hygiene is the one thing that makes the biggest difference and makes it the biggest difference in your chi. It makes the biggest difference in your emotional stability, which, you know, we all need to grapple with in New York City, especially. But, you know, if you can try and get in bed and get to that nice like REM sleep chunk between one and 3 a.m. So that means getting to bed and falling into the deeper sleep around like you need to be in bed at 11 you know give yourself that hour to kind of toss and turn and then get up early and start your day like that's going to be I would say a game changer that's free and just easy to do across the board and just get your butt in bed yeah just like mom told us right (laughs) I know imagine like I know I see all those memes about like you know wishing to be a toddler and I really do like imagine that you just could get up get a snack Get to play a little, get to nap. Poop wherever you want to. Poop wherever. I mean, they are living the dream right now. (laughs) Yeah. Both of them. (laughs) How old? Like right now, they are both napping, I'm sure. They're nine months and three. Oh, my God. Yeah, all they do, sleep and poop where you don't want them to poop. (laughs) (laughs) Poop everywhere. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, as long as your digestion is working. Exactly. Stick out your tongue. That's all that matters, I Mm -hmm. guess. You have like a very good bedside manner. Oh, thank you. Um, which I think is very important too. Well, yeah, I've always said like you know if you're going to she's Canadian, that's that's true right. Too. Damn, but if you're going to convince somebody to come back week after week and be prodded with sharp objects, like you should probably be approachable. Uh, I think that yeah. makes sense. I think that's working for you. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to ask about period blood, right, and what your poop looks like, you have to trust somebody. Right. It's true. I mean, you really have to because otherwise, it's like, what's the point? So, yeah. There's no yeah. point. Yeah. And that's another thing I'd love to like just kind of get on my soapbox about, which is like, if you have somebody in uh, that's an energy worker or an acupuncturist or even a therapist, somebody that you are working with closely to enhance your life and like get to a better place in your wellness and you don't feel a trust and connection with them, you need to find somebody else. Yes. yes. Could not oh agree more. Oh and that's God. so important. Yeah. And all the people that I hear, they're like, acupuncture didn't work or I didn't like my therapist or like the massage doesn't work. I ask them immediately. I'm like, do you look in their eyes and do you trust them with your body? And they're like, no. Nah. 
Yeah. It's like, well, then how are you going to? No, but I think, I mean, that literally was the next question that we were going to ask you. Oh, it was just amazing. about like the general, you know, the world of wellness today and like the things that you feel are exciting and fun and the things that you feel are, could use some improvement. And I think you just hit the nail on the head. If you're going to practice something, if you're going to sell something, if you're going to put mm-hmm. something out there, you have to be trustworthy. Yes. You have to really Authentic. like, you have to earn people's trust. It's not just a matter of like commanding it. So especially I feel like in this age of, you know, social media and like perfection and, you know, I do yoga and do ujjayi breathing and then like go have my yak milk and like pray again and blah, blah, blah. This like perfection and wellness that everybody's seeking. I think it's just like so hard for somebody who's trying to live a healthier lifestyle and doesn't quite know what that looks like to go, okay, well, this girl gets up and meditates and then writes her intention journal and then has like her yak milk smoothie From her bowl, own yak. From her own yak who yeah. she sleeps with and also prays with and braids the yak hair. And like, you know, you see all this like perfection and you have somebody who's just trying to go, well, I used to eat like Apple Jacks and I'm trying to like not. level up a little. You I'm know? trying to not. Right. Okay. Can we start there? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this, do you think? That's a great question. We had that at a dinner party the other night. And the quote, yeah, it was basically if, if you were earning whatever you wanted to earn and doing anything, first I would be a chef but without the pressure. Like I would be like a chef in like a French countryside where like only one person came in for breakfast. <laughs> like, like a real low volume chef. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I just like have a French countryside of villagers who come by for meals. So that would be my first thing because it's kind of funny, but very much like being an acupuncturist. You, when you've see somebody and they have a disease pattern in front of you, you can't treat that disease pattern just like any other disease that that so like if you have anxiety and Zoe has anxiety I'm not treating your anxiety the same because you guys aren't the same and so in a way like every time I look at your tongue or take your pulse I'm putting together in my mind like a little recipe Mm -hmm. of points that I want to do to like make you you know become the ultimate flower of wellness that you deserve to be (laughs) I am a snowflake (laughs) exactly (laughs) then Erica can be an agave flower and you could be a snowflake So so I think in that same way, like when I cook, I get really excited to kind of make something a little different. Yeah, that is so interesting because every session I go to, they kind of like, okay, what's going on? You know, they take my information. They're like, okay, all right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think you want a little, you know, penne, a la vodka. Maybe you want a nice Chianti. Yeah. like You know, they're like putting this recipe together and I see it happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you going to do to me? Yeah. Like, I'm no, that's just like, tell me. That's the exciting part because every yeah. day, I mean, you don't have two identical days. So, like, why should a practitioner treat you the same way twice? Like, you know. No, that's a, play. That's a really good point. Yeah. So well, that's the thing. You wanted somebody who's going to look at it like that. Yeah. I'm a unique snowflake every day. You're a special snowflake. And I am agave. <laughs> and you're an agave emerald. What do you do for your for your sort of own personal wellness practice? What does that look like? Like in, whether it's physical or, yeah. you know. I would say mine's like really about balance because like I was a former, you know, like chicken wing, beer, nacho girl. Like I, you know, although I've known about alternative medicine and like been interested in this since I was like a young sprout, I also like... There's nothing better than Hooters wings. Hooters boneless wings are like everything in life. Canada. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So what I like to do is balance it out. So like Monday through Saturday, I would say like I get up, I have like my bulletproof coffee. I have a crazy vitamin regime, which I love and like has really helped me, you know, not take like thyroid medication and all these different things that the rest of my family is taking. So I would say like my bulletproof coffee, my crazy vitamin regime. um, And I try and work out like four times a week, which usually looks like
like two and a half as I run to the subway. I do try and get in. I have like a hard rule about bedtime. Everything shuts off like 1130 midnight, like nothing goes past midnight. Um, so I'm usually in bed at 1130 squirming around and then midnight, everything shuts off. And then I try and be I'm gluten light. So that mm-hmm. means like gluten-free unless there's a delicious biscuit coming way away, you know? Like if it's like to die for, I'll do it. But yeah, watch out for those biscuits coming Dude. your Dude, <laughs> exactly. Well, speaking of your um, alternate career, your parallel universe as a chef, mm-hmm. um, who is at your fantasy dinner party? Mm, who is at my fantasy dinner party? Okay, so I would say... Just like one or two. It doesn't have to be the whole table. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> us, but... Okay, you guys. And then Wayne Gretzky, because he is the great one. Mm-hmm. And he is like everything to Canada. So I think he... And he's just going to be a great Canadian addition to like Phil Holes. Salvador Dali, because mm-hmm. he and I were born on the same day. So I've always wanted to meet... Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, when you look at his pictures, I understand how my mind works. Like this, <laughs> like tiger jumping with fishing spear, like into melted mirror. Melting like I, clocks. I, I yeah. Yeah. totally get this. Um, you got to have Jesus there for multiple reasons. Historical. I want to hear some stories. And also, if you run out of wine, the water to wine Perfect. trick. Also Easy. grace. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Takes care of grace. <laughs> totally. Um, and then Tony Robbins and Oprah. Nice. Yeah. Oprah's at mine. No way. Obviously. You guys need to just get it on the cow. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. No, make sure there's no just conflict there. Totally. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, it's been notes. amazing. Thank you so much, Paige. Thank you for having me, guys. Thanks, Paige. And yeah. if people want to find you. So it's um, Shen Medicine is our website. And so um, there's a bunch of information on there about Chinese medicine, acupuncture, how it works, how to get an appointment, what we do, who we are. And it's www.shenmedicine.com. Um, and then we have an Instagram going, which is just at Shen Medicine. And then I'm kind of feeding into that with the AccuCheck. So it's T-H-A-C-U and then check C-H-I-C. Hey, excellent. Wow. Well done. That took all of my mental power. <laughs> You've advanced to the next round. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank guys. you. Thanks for listening to Highway to Well. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Highway to Well Podcast. Or if you have more time to hang out with us, check out our product reviews, send us your ideas for guests or topics, and learn more about our guests at highwaytowellpodcast.com. You can also rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. When can we have the yeah, tequila? Yeah, say, ladies. <laughs> just, I can just drink like, it. Listen up. Yeah. I just can't. I can't okay, wait anymore, you guys. You guys are now recording. So Straight all of from is... Oaxaca. Little cups. <sighs> that is delightful. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It is quite delightful. So the genius women who started this brand. Oh, my God. Um... They're like, you don't get drunk from this. You just get high. Okay. Yeah.